Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi Okono. The title of this week's lesson is The Hard Way. The key text is from Isaiah chapter 8, verse 17. I will wait on the Lord who hides his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Let us pray. Eternal Father, you have again offered us this opportunity to study. Dear Lord, bless us with wisdom to assimilate this lesson. And Lord, please bless us with a heart to obey you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The key text for this week's lesson is an irony. In the text, the prophet Isaiah maintains that although the Lord may be hiding his face from the house of Jacob, yet he himself, Isaiah, who also comes from the house of Jacob, will wait on the Lord. Two lessons to learn from Isaiah's accession. One, Isaiah knew that the Lord never hides his face forever. He pardons after a moment of anger. True, the Lord always pardons our sins no matter what they may be. Why don't you ask for pardon now for the, that sin which you committed? And why don't you accept God's pardon by first forgiving yourself? The second lesson is that the Lord hides his face from those who have sinned against him. It is because of sin that God hides his face from us. So Isaiah was sure that as long as he keeps obeying the Lord, though the Lord may be hiding his face from the rest of Judah, yet he will not hide his face from him. Isaiah's assertion can be yours today, only if you told a part of obedience. In the story that followed the key text, a blind girl was perched on the fourth floor of a burning building in New York City. As everyone was wondering what would be her fate, her father emerged in the midst of a crowd and shouted her into action. On the order of a father, the blind girl, very relaxed, confidently jumps safely into a waiting net. She believed that her father's instruction was the best and acted in obedience to his instruction. Like this blind girl, many who have trusted God absolutely have experienced life-changing miracles. But those who will not trust God absolutely will have many physical and spiritual setbacks. The setback you are experiencing right now may just be because you have not trusted God absolutely. The next sub-lesson is prophecy fulfilled. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give a sign, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. In today's lesson, the prophecy of Isaiah in Isaiah 7 gets fulfilled. And before the child Emmanuel was old to choose what kind of food to eat, the second part of the prophecy recorded in verse 16 also gets fulfilled. The lands of the kings of Syria and northern Israel become deserted. According to the prophecy of Isaiah, the powers of the two kings become exterminated. Two questions beg for answer in today's lesson. One, what was wrong with King Ahaz seeking help from another king? or from another kingdom to save Judah from being humiliated. Do not many earthly kings fall back to allies in times of trouble? But the answer is simple and straight. What was wrong was that God instructed him not to. Had God not instructed otherwise, maybe Ahaz would have been right. But God said to him through his prophet Isaiah, two notes. The second question is, how was God going to achieve the deliverance of Judah without Tiglet Pileser. Again, we fall back to history. It was the same God who fought for Jehoshaphat without a king raising his stone against his enemies. 
It was the same God who brought down the walls of Jericho without any effort of Israel. So God would have destroyed the enemies of his people all the same. All that was needed was trust. Also, facing those battles of your life, what is needed most is trust. For all the way our Savior leads us. The next subtopic is foreseen consequences. 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 10. And Zimri went in and smote him and killed him in the twenty and seventh year of Asa, king of Judah, and he reigned in his stead. In Isaiah chapter 7, verses 17 to 25, God described what will happen to the land of Judah for consistently erring from God and refusing to heed to any rebuke. Ellen White writes in Prophets and Kings, page 325, Invitation upon invitation was sent to Aaron Israel to return to their allegiance to Jehovah. Tender were the pleadings of the prophets. And as they stood before the people earnestly exhorting to repentance and reformation, their words bore fruit to the glory of God. For King Ahaz, being a man of fear rather than a man of faith, God promised him that although Syria and Israel will be wiped out. As Syria, the ally and friend of Judah, who helped Judah to fight her battles, would later turn out to be a more dangerous enemy against Judah. This is what happens to us when we rely on man rather than God. Although we may receive temporary relief, but the end of not trusting God has always been disastrous. Our natural tendency is to trust what we can see, feel, and test. But these things can disappoint. This is a lesson that we learn daily. And this is the reason the safest thing is to trust in God. What is in the name? That's the next subtopic. Isaiah 8 verse 4. For before the child shall have knowledge to cry, My father and my mother, the riches of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria shall be taken away from the king of Assyria. Experience has shown that people grow up to fulfill the meaning of their literal name. The name of Isaiah's son, Mahashalal Hashbaz, which means swift is booty, speedy is prey, or speed the spoil, hasten the plunder, was one of the names in the Bible that fulfilled its meaning. The message in the name has to do with rapid conquest. Isaiah 8 verse 5 reveals that the prophecy in this name God fulfilled the conquest and destruction of Damascus and Samaria. Also, because Judah had re refused the deliverance of God, he will be swept by the mighty power of Assyria. An extension of the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah 8 verse 4 also referred to Judah and northern Israel. But the good news is that despite repeated mistakes from these nations, the name Emmanuel brings hope to Judah for God will still be with her. How can you apply this principle to your life, especially when you have failed and failed again in your work with God? The next subtopic is nothing to fear when we fear God himself. In a historic address delivered by President Franklin Roosevelt on March 4, 1933, the president, speaking to a depressed America, stated that the only thing to fear is fear itself. In the message of Isaiah to a depressed people, the prophet stated that Judah had nothing to fear when God is feared by the nation. This principle also applies to you directly. You have nothing to fear when you fear God himself. This is the reason why God repeatedly says to his people through his prophets, Do not fear. Isaiah 
8 verses 12 to 13. In the three angels' messages recorded in Revelation 14, 6 to 12, the revelator declares, Fear God and give glory to Him. This is an express way of saying that fearing God and giving glory to Him is an antidote for fear of any other earthly powers or circumstances. But what does it mean to fear God? To fear God means to recognize Him as the ultimate power in the universe. The fear of God in this context overcomes any other fear. It means that if you fear God, you cannot be afraid of anything else. To end this day's lesson, I would love to ask you two questions. One, is anything around you frightening you? And two, how can you learn from this lesson to fight your fears with the fear of God? The next subtopic, which by the way is the last, is gloom of the ungrateful living dead. 2 Kings chapter 16, verses 3 and 4. But he walked in the way of the kings of Israel. Yeah, he made his sons to pass through fire, according to the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel. 2 Kings 16, verses 3 and 4 reveals that King Ahaz descended so low into idolatry that he made his sons to pass through fire. Well, this statement is a kind of euphemism that on the surface does not really portray the severity of the sin. To make a child to pass through fire is to sacrifice a child by fire to Molech, one of the deities of the Canaanites. From Bible history, Ahaz appears to be the first Israelite king to perform such a sacrifice. The great historian Tenius suggests that such a dreadful sacrifice was only made in cases of their extremity. Ahaz may have done this as a last desperate attempt to secure victory over his enemies. Well, this act by the king attracted God's wrath upon him, but furthermore, it made him more unpopular. The prophet Isaiah had revealed that the people would curse the king. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 21. In fact, when Ahaz died, an exception was made regarding his burial due to lack of respect for him. He was not brought into the tombs of the kings of Israel. Leviticus 20 27. We find in Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 14, that unity with the occultic world is denial of God and his authority and complete separation from God. We see the clear expression of this separation in the case of Saul, recorded in 1 Chronicles chapter 10, 13 to 14. When Saul sought a medium for guidance, he separated himself from the Lord, even unto death. Look around you, look at your own world. In what subtle ways are you exposed to the principles behind the occultic and various manifestations of spiritualism? What can you do to be separated from these influences? In summary, God never hides his face from those who seek him. Every prophecy from God must surely be fulfilled. There are great consequences for forsaking God and his word. There is great power in names. Therefore, our names should reflect nobility, faithfulness, and obedience. We have nothing to fear if we fear God himself. God will bring judgment upon those who unite their souls with the devil through occultism and spiritualism. Please pray with me. Our great God and King of the universe, thank you again for granting us an opportunity to study your word. Let your word saturate our lives now and throughout this week. Cause us, Lord, to obey your word, 
so that we may prosper in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 234-903-789-1680 or you can send an email to Sabbath School Lesson Summary at gmail.com. God bless you.